Hey everybody, welcome to the Ralph Graves Jr. Show. I'm your host, Ralph Graves Jr., and I'm so glad you're here. No matter where you are right now or what circumstances you face, lasting success is within your reach. On this podcast, we'll have real conversations with people who have had to overcome unthinkable obstacles to achieve success. Are you ready to live with unstoppable momentum and focus? Well, today's your day. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Unstoppable Podcast with Ralph Graves Jr. I'm your host, Ralph Graves. Guys, I say before every episode, you guys could be listening to anybody. You could be doing anything. The fact that you decided to come and check out this episode and check me out and whether it's on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, wherever you're at, thank you. Thank you so much. I, I know you could be anywhere else, but but thank you. I'm, I'm humbled by that. Today's, today's guest... Um, it's, it's, every time I, I, I get a guest on and we talk before we come on, before we, before we, we, we go live with you guys, you know, I, it's, it's one of these guys that I, I feel like I've, I've met already. I feel like that we've hung out before. <laughs> it's just so easy to talk to. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Thacker, how are you, sir? I am doing great, buddy. You are the host of the Mike Thacker Show. Mike, you have an extensive background. You are a Guinness World Record holder. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> You're doing some great things, man. You're coaching and business and doing some wonderful things, man. Thank you. And I'm humbled that you said yes to come on the Unstoppable Podcast. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited. I always like to chit-chat, you know, and uh, always like to meet great people. So <laughs> You're in Houston. I'm out here in Jersey. I'm freezing. You're sunning and funning. Okay. All right. You know. Oh no, I'm freezing. It's like 50 degrees here. This is this is not good for me. <laughs> now, where, where are you from, Mike? Talk about, where, where are you originally from? Where, where's your background? Uh, Manchester, England, UK. Manchester, England. Okay, okay. So, how, how'd you get over here? How'd you get over to the to the US, man? Tell us that story. So uh, it's funny. We've been here actually a few different times, and so okay. my wife and I originally the first time we were in Bible school studying theology. Okay. And uh, we had the opportunity to come out to an organization called Teen Challenge in Nashville. And yes. uh, we spent the summer there with them. It's a substance rehabilitation program for those that don't know. Awesome time. It was just phenomenal. Got nothing but great memories. And um, I think that, that was the first time I, I really just saw God work in a very real, practical way. And so a few years later, we came out to work at a church. We were youth pastors for a couple of years. And then the third time, when we finally moved here for good, uh, we came back to work at a church and uh, did the did the ministry thing for about four or five years. Uh, used kids, assistant, church planter, and um, and moved back into a business role. Wow, wow, man, what a story, man! I so said you you went from Manchester to Nashville. How long did you stay in yep. Nashville? It was about three months. Okay, wow. And I remember Team Challenge. I, I remember hearing that when I was coming up. You know, yeah. Um, no, they're still know. around. I mean, they do a great job. I think you know, yeah. at least the one that we were at, the the success rate was like eighty something percent, which yeah, apparently is phenomenal for that kind of a program. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, if you first time listening to the program, uh, I pastor a church. I pastor Cornerstone Community Church in Millville. I've been pastor about fifteen years. Um, born and raised. My my pastor, or my father was a pastor for. 41 years, 43 years. And so, you know, when we talk about Team Challenge, you know, Team Challenge been around forever. I, I remember Team, I remember a lot of things <laughs> from from those years coming up, from those years coming up. But but Mike, again, man, so what are you doing now? So you started, you switched over to a business role. Tell us about your business because then we're going to get yeah. into about some unstoppable stuff. But tell us about your business. So right now I have a, a co-working business, uh, Flex Workspace. 
most people are familiar with it nowadays, thanks yeah. to you know the popularity over the last few years. I just thought I had a great idea, and apparently, you know, so did a few other folks. So, <laughs> you know, uh, could have been a little bit easier for me, but uh, I got two in Houston, I got one in Dallas, and, uh, okay. and we're having fun with it. So, how how are you adjusting with that with that flex workspace with what's going on now with with what's happening in the world? Yeah, it's probably not ideal that you know a lot of folks are working from home when you're in the workspace business and you want to get them out of the home. But yeah. I think also a lot of folks are just realizing that working from home is just not great, and you know they miss the human interaction, they miss the community being around other folks, and so yeah. I think coming out of this, it's gonna it's gonna make it stronger. You know, it's just uh, it's just been a little bit of a roller coaster the last few months, but yeah, I but all is good, and we're still paying all the bills. So I, I like those work um, space. Now, what's the name of yours? So we're called Work Lodge. Work Lodge. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I like those. Um, there's a few out here on, on the East Coast. And um, it's it's different than coming in, say, to the church office. And it's different right. than sitting at home, which is great. You know, my I, my kids are grown. Everybody's out the house, but I'm still home. Right. <laughs> you're still home. But when you get those workspace, I really enjoy them, man. And, and I, I think that you're definitely on to something, man. And, um, you know, I, I, I like those spaces like that, man. And so it's... Uh, it's uh, it, it's cool. I, I never really met anybody who started one. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So well, I didn't know anything about it. I just I was working from home and I hated being in the house all the time. So yeah, and I figured I'd go and uh, get me an office and I couldn't find one I liked. So I, I thought I'd build one and yeah, you know, it just just got a little bit bigger. And so you started podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. After you get done listening to my podcast, jump on over to his podcast, then jump back over to mine, then jump back over to his. His podcast is awesome, right? He Absolutely. Has great, he has some great stuff going on. He's, he's being, uh, I think they call him the number one podcaster in Houston. <laughs> I think that's what I saw out there. I think that's what I saw. But, Mike, let's, let's talk about it, man. You know, what What are you learning right now in all of your journey? This is about This is about being unstoppable, man. So if I were to ask you, what are you learning right now? What, what are you learning? What is Mike Thacker learning right now? You know, I think I'm learning two things. So one, uh, I'm writing a book right now. It's okay. going to come out later on this year. And so that's that's been a, an interesting journey. I've written one once before years ago when I was when I was church planning, but this is like a real book, you know, and I've got a yeah. I've got a, a, an author who's helping me with that. And um don't want to give too much away because we haven't formally announced the name or anything, but but the concept is you know, one of the things we did with Workledge when we built the business was we created a 501 C3 with it. So I'm, I'm yeah. obviously a ministry guy. I used to be a preacher, obviously you still are. Yeah. And so for me, this was a way we could take God's blessing from business and then funnel it to mission. Yeah. And so we've been living this for the last five years. And that's what the book's going to be about. That's what we're going to talk about is, yeah. is just the fact that I think the future of mission, the future of ministry really is going to have to be something different than what we've got right now, because people aren't giving enough and you, you can't, you can't keep asking. So you got to do better than that. Yeah. And, and I think <laughs> as I'm thinking those thoughts through now, trying to figure out how to get them on paper, you know, yeah. that's, that's obviously the fun of the book. And then the other thing is, I think I'm just learning that even though I've been a Christian for most of my life, as I, um, as I came into this year, God's been nudging us to do something a little bit different and a little bit more outrageous for us. Yeah, And so again, we haven't announced any of this stuff yet. I think we've got a big announcement coming in March, but we're doing something we've never even come close to doing before. And it's going to take a real stretch of faith and it's going to take an awful lot of focus and time and energy as well. Yeah, And really trying to figure out how to put all of these entrepreneurial skills now into the mission field. Okay, I can tell you, um, hot off the press, I, I was on a call yesterday with some folks who've worked with that in Thailand. And one of the things we're looking to do is potentially 
launch a, a ministry or an evangelism school in Thailand for the locals who are getting saved so they can be trained and skilled up properly and, and with some depth and some foundational knowledge to go out there then and they can then minister in the the slums and the local areas and that kind of stuff. We want to, we want to empower them more. Yeah. And that's just one of many things we've got going on. So right now for me, I'm just, I'm just learning all that and, and realizing that I thought I was pretty good at saying yes to God, but this one I'm wrestling yeah. with because it's, it's a big ask and yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how we're going to pull it off. So yeah. um, evidently I'm not going to pull it off. It's going to be him, but yeah. I, I thought I was past that point and apparently I'm not, I'm still yeah. wrestling. Don't you love that about God? Don't you love that part of this walk is that he always calls us to something that's beyond. No, I don't love it at all. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, no, yeah. it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard, but it forces us to lean on him. And then when it's done, like, man, he gets all the glory out of it. And, right. and we're, we're, we're used and, and he, uh, he, you know, he uses, he uses us, man. And it's just because we're saying yes to him. So, man, I'll be praying for you, man, on this journey. And let me say publicly on my podcast, man, is there anything that uh, we can do over here, that Ralph Grace Jr. can do, the Unstoppable can do, anything I can do from where I am, do not hesitate, man. I, I, right. I, I love what you're doing. Do not hesitate to ask, and um, we will get involved any way that you need us to get involved in that, man. All and, right. I'm going to come knocking, so. Well, I, I said it publicly it. now. now the, the globe has heard me say that, <laughs> so uh, I'm held accountable to my show and your show and all the listeners and and to God. Right. <laughs> to God. Okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, man, so you've had some trials. You've had some ups and downs. And and and, and my, my book, Unstoppable, is, is about seven universal laws that'll change the way you pursue and achieve success. And and, and I, I and when I when I said universal laws, you know, some folks who are non-believers, oh yeah, God is the universe. No, God is not the universe. God created the universe. Right. Um, and so I talk about these universal laws. I had to break down to them. The universal laws like gravity. If you respect it, you'll probably do well. There right. are so many universal laws that if we respect, do well, we do well. I only wrote about seven. And and one of them is like, you know, they're, they're, they're like the law of control, the law of forgiveness, man. You know, the, the law of, of, of uh, mental equivalency, th things like that. And so I want to ask you, man. During the ups and downs. Now, my first law I wrote about was the law of control. You you can't control what happens. You can only control how you respond to it. Right. And so how has failure, because failure comes into our lives, how has failure shaped your life, Mike? How has failure shaped your life? So uh, if I think about if I think about something like failure, obviously I'm not saying I've never failed at something. Right. I don't know I don't know that failure has ever got to the point where it's really kind of brought me down and, and completely reshaped me, even yes. though some things I've done haven't worked and other things I've done have. Right. I think I've always been mature enough to say, oh, well, you know, that was a learning opportunity. Let's let's learn and move on. I, right. I'm still not sure I'm there now, but I'm closer to that than I was when I was younger. So it's definitely yeah. been hard. Yeah. I think, I think one of the things I've wrestled with relating to failure and so I'll talk about moving countries, right? So for those yes. that don't know, it's not an easy thing to move country. You got to get visas. You got to, you know, apply for stuff. There's all kinds of, you know, things you jump through. Right. And we had a lot of difficulty with that the first time around. So when we were at Teen Challenge, they wanted us to come back and work with them. We said yes. Uh, we graduated from college. We thought we were moving to the U.S. and we had some issues with the visas. We didn't get them. Wow. And for me personally, I think that's an example of where maybe I felt like this had failed or I had failed. Yeah. even though it wasn't something I was in control of, but yeah. maybe I didn't read the rules right. Maybe I should have understood that we couldn't go back or, or whatever. 
And yeah. so I think I, I internalized it probably more than I should have, even though it wasn't something that necessarily I directly caused. Yeah, I understand. But it yeah. still affected things. And I still found it hard. You know, God, what's going on? Like, we wanted to do ministry. These guys wanted us to do ministry. Yeah. We were supposed to be good to go. Like, what happened? Yeah. And then, you know, there's been obviously multiple times in life where you have those kind of thoughts and, and obviously you move on and grow through it. But yeah. I think I think the encouragement for folks who maybe think there's there's outside pressures and forces coming in, yeah, it is what it is, right? We learn to ride the wave. I, I talk yeah. about this a lot. I read it in a book. It's not my idea, but you know, business life, it's like surfing. I mean, the wave's going to come, and the goal is learn how to ride it and, and enjoy the ride because yeah. you can't stop it. And can't then, stop it. You know, it is yeah. what it is. So yeah. Yeah. When, when I read that, it really helped me a lot. Yeah. And and I and I, I thank you for saying that, man. And and I think the listeners are really, you know, are, will really understand what what you mean by by that, man. Things are just going to happen. Life is going to come, and uh, learn to ride the wave, man. Learn learn to ride it. Learn learn to stay persistent. I, I like the fact that in in that story, I heard that there was a persistence that you and your wife stayed persistent in getting here, and you're here. I you know right. one of the things that I constantly talk about. You can't. You can't stop pursuing what you've been called to pursue because there's a setback or because there's a delay. There has to be some, got to be some skin in the game. Got to be some tough skin involved, man. You know, you know. So thank you for sharing that, man. So if I if I if I jump over to your podcast, man, what are some of the things we're hearing on your podcast? Yeah, so I, I started the podcast as a solo podcast. I did about ten episodes on my own. Had my okay. wife join me for a couple of them. Okay, and, uh, and we had some fun, and then we started to bring in some guests. And so now it's a bit of a mix, probably a few more guests and then, you know, still a solo or a co-show with Linda. Definitely enjoyed meeting some great people. Genuinely, I think I made more friends, you know, in the last few months uh, from podcasting and just meeting some amazing folks than, than definitely in the previous <laughs> few months. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And also just really encouraging to hear, you know, other people's stories to see what God's doing and, you know, in folks. And um, I don't know. I, I honestly, I think I've been blown away. I I started it. I kind of hesitated for about a year. Yeah. Thought I, you know, I should do it, but I didn't really want to. And yeah. then we did it, and I thought, man, I'll just I'll just make it to Christmas, and then we'll just call it a wrap, and we'll just do one season, maybe 10, 15 episodes, and be okay. Right. And honestly, even by episode nine or ten, I was probably still at the place where I'll, I'll knock a few more out, and we'll just, you know, we'll just we'll just wrap it up. It's been yeah. fun, but no worries. And then I don't know, something changed. I don't know if it's the guests. It was just awesome, but. Now I'm, I'm having so much fun with it. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't see us stopping. <laughs> Where would we be without podcasting? You know what I'm saying? Where right. we'd, be? we'd be begging to get on somebody's radio show. Probably. Um, <laughs> I was, I was on the radio for a little while. So I, I, I thank God for, for this platform is what I'm saying. I thank God for, for this platform, man. And and so, like I said, man, you know, you and your wife are, are doing great things, man. Uh, um, and, and we're, we're excited to, to hear from you here at, at Unstoppable. What, what's the greatest lesson? that you've learned? I mean, whether it's as a believer or as in business, here's the, here's the thing I think that we as Christians um, and believers fail to understand that, that God want, God, God has no problem with business. God has no problem with you owning a business. God has no problem with you doing well. And even in the, because I I really believe we serve a God that, that opens up doors for us to walk in so that we might show the world who he is. So what, what's some of the greatest lessons you've learned combining the two as a Christian in the business world? Well, you know, it's funny you say that. And so this is going to tie back into the book I'm writing and just where my headspace is at. 
And mm. I made this comment when I was working with my, my writing coach about a week ago, uh, maybe even a couple of weeks ago. But as a kid growing up, I always felt like God called me to do something. Yeah. And so as most kids in church, I suspect when you feel God tugging, well, okay, that means I got to go to Bible college. It means I'm going to go and be a kid's pastor or a youth pastor or an associate pastor or, right. or something in that, that career path of church. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, have necessarily regret, but I think if somebody had sat me down and said, Mike, you can serve God and be more effective for the, for, you know, for the mission field through business and entrepreneurship than yeah. you ever will going to work in a church. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I would have made different choices yeah. and you're absolutely right. The power of business, the power of entrepreneurship, when it's fused with the Holy spirit, you know, when it's empowered by the Holy spirit and God's in it and with you, Man, we can we can do all kinds of things. We can change the world if we want to make an effort because it's I, not ours anyway. No, it's it's not. And I think and you hit the hit the nail on the head too, man. You know, coming up in a Christian home, Christian environment, Christian school, Christian educated, we think that God can only use you. Right. God will only use you. You know, right there. And I'm like, no, I, I'm not saying no, 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 no. Listen, I've been on platforms. You've been on platforms to where, um, I'm a Christian. You know it but let me serve you in the area where you need to be served. And, and, right. and, you know, and if you want to talk about Christ later on, we can talk about Christ. We can talk about Christ whenever you want to. Right. You think, and I, this is going on a whole different thing. Now, now we're just two guys having a conversation. Do you think we hurt our, as Christians, our businesses by labeling it a Christian business? I think we do. Wow. What a question. Does it matter think... if the business is Christian or if I'm, Okay, so uh, let me tell you what we've done. So yeah. I don't think we've advertised that, you know, Workhouse is a Christian business. Right. But as a business, we have a nonprofit that we fund and, and we, we clearly fund, you know, faith-based initiatives as well sure. as, as, as sure. not. So if you look quickly enough, you'll see it. We put one sign up in each one of our Workhouse locations says to God be the glory. Yeah. It's not huge. It's there. It's kind of you walk past it in a hallway. Some people probably won't even notice it. Some will. That's it. That's as much as we do. Right. We don't say anything else. I think what does hurt is the folks who say I'm a Christian business, and I mean this respectfully, read your Bible, dude. Like yeah. you can't go out there and say right. I'm a Christian business, but you're cussing every five minutes right. and you're treating people right. like trash and you don't look after your staff. Yeah. You know, James is real practical. You, know, real you, practical. you say you have faith, show me those works. But show, show me yeah. the outworking of that faith. If you haven't yeah. got the works, you don't have the faith. Yeah. And so I yeah. think that absolutely is detrimental to the kingdom because yeah. then you end up with people saying, oh, there's another one of those Christian business guys. Exactly. You know, yeah. and the eye roll. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I just, I just, it was just a thought that passed because, you know, yeah. I tell people who I am and what I do, but I, you know, I don't, I'm not labeled as a Christian speaker. I'm right. just the speaker, you know, and, and right. when, how do you, if you want me to come to your company or come to your town, if there's a topic you want me to talk about, I will, you know, now if you want me to come to church and preach, yeah, I'll do that too. But, <laughs> right. you know, and, and our running our businesses, man, you know, I have plenty of Christian friends who run phenomenal businesses that don't have to tell people um, right. this is a Christian business because that's the way they treat people and, and, and the way that they do things. It makes those who are non-Christian ask the question, right? What do you have? What yeah. am I missing? And then yeah. that's the opportunity. No, and you're exactly right. I mean, we should we should be living our lives in such a way that people stop and say, hang on a second. 
something different here. Right. What is it? Like, then, I need to understand. Yeah. And then that's the opportunity. That's the opportunity yeah. right there, right there, yeah. man, right there. So I don't even, that wasn't even part of what I was going to ask you, but I'm just, hey. <laughs> that's okay. I'm with you. We went there. We went there, man. You know, so so thanks thanks for, for sharing on that, man. You know, but I, I again, again, man, just your story to me is amazing. Um, um, a lot of people think they can just pick up and leave the country and move to another country. Um, that's just not the way it happens. Right. You know, especially not in this day and age. I mean, you just, you know, it's it's different now. It's it's different. I don't care where you're coming from or where you're going to. There's a lot of hoops that you have to jump through, man. And um, I, I just want to thank you for having enough faith in God and being obedient to God and coming over here to the U.S., which is your mission field. Right. You know, you're, you're a foreign missionary. Yeah, <laughs> you're from yeah, Manchester, absolutely. England. You're in Houston. I don't. Uh, people may not think of it that way, but I do. You're you're not home. You're a far, right. you're in the foreign mission field, man. So thank you for for being over here and and doing that, man. So what what is if what if what is what is Mike Thacker reading right now? What should we be reading? What what books have you read? What should be what should we be reading right now? What's blessing your oh, life? Oh my word! So so it turns out I I never would have believed this, but it turns out I'm a, I'm a bit of a reader. So okay. this Good. year. I'm doing it. My goal is at least a book a week. So 52 okay. books for the year. I'm on about book number eight. So I can tell you in the last few books that I've read, I read a really thin little booklet called Priests and Kings. I don't even think it's in print anymore. Wow. I found it because somebody recommended it to me by a guy called David High, H-I-G-H. Okay. And it was written, I don't even know, 10, 20 years ago. Okay. And it's about this concept of Old Testament priests and Old Testament kings. And he relates it to the modern day church and pastors, businessmen and entrepreneurs, and how the king wow. was the guy who funded the mission. The priest's job was to do the spiritual stuff and hear from God, but the priest didn't go out fundraising. When God said, go build a temple, David said, okay, how much? And wow. so it's, it's a really wow. interesting book. Yeah, I mean, wow. it's very small, um, I don't know, 35, 40 pages. You know, you read it in 30 minutes or whatever, but really enjoyed it actually. It. Yeah, no, you should. You should. I actually called him up and talked to him on the phone, the guy that wrote it a few days ago, because I was so impressed with it. So, well, so that's if you, one. On, if you get him on the podcast, email me. I, I need to let me know what episode is going to be on. Yeah, no, I will. So he's going to be on it. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, I, I, it'll be in a few weeks, I'm sure. But um, yeah. but yeah, I was just because, I, again, I, that's that's where I'm at right now. So to read wow. that, definitely, um, definitely inspiring. Priest and King. Um, yeah, good. Yeah, pre priests and kings. Um Really enjoyed the four-hour work week, actually. Tim Ferriss, you know, yes. New York Times bestseller. I yeah. read that one a couple of weeks ago. And, um, you know, a couple of things in there that I wasn't, you know, gelling with too much. But I like the way how he just laid out, hey, this is what I did. This is how I did it. Like, if you want to go for it, you know, here's everything I can share. And he just openly and transparently shares links to everything he found and whatever else. I'm, yeah. yeah, pretty pretty impressed with that. So that was a good one. Um, I'm reading a book. Um, I'm reading a book by... Um, uh, a, a recent podcast guest at Brit Mooney called saying yes to God. Okay. And so, um, that's one I'm in the middle of right now. I usually, I usually have about two or three books on the go. I usually do, you know, a spiritual book and I usually do a non-spiritual book, gotcha. typically business or entrepreneurial focused. And that way I can kind of flip flop and just keep my mind fresh as I'm reading through them both and, um, you know, and, and just plow through them together. So, um, yeah, I finished one by Adam McCain and Scott Silveri. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was all about obscurity, dealing with obscurity in your life. When okay. God puts you somewhere, nothing's working, even though you think it should be. Right. 
it was a good book. I mean, it was enjoyable. And I think it'd be very relevant to a lot of folks who are dealing with that maybe right now, feeling a little bit lost. Very good. Very good. So you have turned into a reader. You just oh, rattled yeah. off, you off yeah. four books, man. That, you turned into a reader. I can't believe it. I got to tell you, <laughs> I never touched a book when I was growing up. So I don't know how I got yeah. through school, but I didn't read a thing. Hey, man, if you, if you had to encourage my listeners right now, man, about being unstoppable, about being persistent, man, what, what would one thing that you would say to them right now in, in the different seasons of life they might they could be in? Yeah, I think I would say, look, there's, there's only one answer to every question. And, you know, Jesus was real clear. Seek first the kingdom. Forget everything else. Forget what's going on in life. Yeah. You know, for me, I'm in the workspace business. This isn't a great time to be in the workspace business. And so I'm living this true. And even though it's not what I want it to be, the Bible says I'm supposed to keep seeking him first every day, every minute, every hour, get my mind in a place where I'm looking at him. I'm interested in him. I'm wanting to know him more genuinely for who he is. Yeah. And I don't need to worry about the rest. If this yeah. all collapses tomorrow, who cares? If I know him more, great. If it all blows up tomorrow and then we go banshee and make a bunch of money, who cares? Yeah. Like, it, it's not mine anyway. So just keep pressing into him. That's where you're going to find everything you need. Man, thank you for that. And I like that. Keep pressing into him. I, and, and Matthew 6.33, man, is is uh, it's, it's a scripture we know, but very seldom really, really apply each and every right. day. Thank you for sharing that, man. Thank you. Hey, man, listen, where can my listeners find you? Where can they? I, I told them about the Mike Thacker show, but is there an Instagram or Twitter? I, I know about the podcast. Talk to us. How can we find you? Yeah, you can find me on social. Honestly, the easiest way, just go to my website, beamazingwithmike.com, and uh, you'll see the Instagram and uh, Facebook links and all that kind of fun stuff. You'll see the podcast on there if you want to check it out. So, you know, one place is, uh, is home. Beamazingwithmike.com. Ladies and gentlemen, unstoppable people, get there and be amazing with Mike. He's truly amazing. Mike, thanks for your time, man. Thanks for for, for um, sacrificing these few moments, man, just to uh, pour into our lives, man. I, I really oh, thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. I, I thank appreciate you having me on the show. I thank you. Guys, you've been listening to the Unstoppable Podcast with uh, Ralph Graves Jr. Again, guys, thank you for checking us out. Thank you for being a part of it. And uh, guys, I'll see you again next time. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.